जय राधा खवचन जी राधा खवचन जी राधे जय राधा खवचन जी राधा खवचन जी राधे जय जय जगन्नाथ 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 जय जय जगन्नाथ 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 जय जय जगन जय जय बलदेव 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 जय जय बलदेव Paladev, 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 Jaya Jaya Paladev, Jaya Jaya Subhadra, 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra. Subhadra, Jaya Jaya Subhadra. Jaya Jaya Gornitai, 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai, 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai, Goro Haribo, 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 Nitai Goro Haribo, Goro Haribo. Nitai Goro Haribo 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 Nitai Goro Haribo 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 Nitai Goro Haribo Jai Shishi Rada Kavachanji Ki Jai Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So the um, first canto, chapter 5, is regarding Narada's instructions on the Srimad Bhagavatam. And we're reading from text 40. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Gyanana Timarandasya Gananjanan Shalakaya Chakshuonilitam Yena Tashmai Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Swapadandikam You know, sometimes it's almost difficult when you're getting to the end of a chapter in the scriptures to say 
or make a summation of everything that was covered in that chapter. But the nice part about it is when we read from the Srimad Bhagavatam, especially in the morning, we always have an opportunity of not only going back to reread it to get better clarification and understanding, but in rereading all of the scriptures, take time out to read them again. Because I must admit, the first time I read it, it went completely over my head, the Bhagavad Gita. But because most of us are curious by nature and we like to read, uh, it was necessary to read it again. So I'm going to repeat the shloka or read the shloka. And if you are able to, you can repeat after I've read it maybe two, three times. Text 40. Twama piyadabra sruta visru vibo samapatyate yena vidabu budshitam prakyahi dukya muhir aditat manam sanklesha nirvanamushanti nanyata twama piyadabra sruta visrutam vibu samapyate yena vidam babushitam Rakyahi duke muhir aditatmanam Sanklesha nirvanamushanti nanyata Twama piyabhatra sruta visrutam vibo Samapyate yena vidam babuchitam Rakyahi duke muhir aditatmanam Sanklesha nirvanamushanti nanyata So we can we can do word for word. Twam, your good soul. Api, also. Abadra, ad, adabra, vast. Sruta, Vedic literatures. This rutam, have heard also. Vibo. Of the Almighty, Samapyate, satisfied, Yena, by which, Vidam, of the learned, Babutsitam, who always desire to learn transcendental knowledge, Prakyahi, describe, Dukahi, by miseries, Muha, always, Aditya Atmanam, suffering mass of people, Sanklesha, sufferings, Nirvanam, mitigation, Ushantina, do not get out of, Anyata, by other means. And the translation here is, Please, therefore, describe the Almighty Lord's activities which you have learned by your vast knowledge of the Vedas. For that will satisfy the hankerings of great learned men and at the same time mitigate the miseries 
of the masses of common people who are always suffering from material pangs. Indeed, there is no other way to get out of such miseries. I'd actually like to read that last line for my purification. Indeed, there is no other way to get out of such miseries. Purport, Sri Narada Muni from practical experience definitely asserts that the prime solution of all problems of material work is to broadcast very widely the transcendental glories of the Supreme Lord. There are four classes of good men and there are four classes of bad men also. The four classes of good men acknowledge the authority of the Almighty God, and therefore such good men, one, when they are in difficulty, two, when they are in need of money, three, when they are advanced in knowledge, and four, when they are inquisitive to know more and more about God. Intuitively, take shelter of the Lord. As such, Naradaji advises Vyasadeva to broadcast the transcendental knowledge of God in terms of the vast knowledge which he had already attained. As far as the bad men are concerned, they are also four in number. One, those who are simply addicted to the mode of progressive, fruitive work and thus are subjected to the accompanying miseries. Two, those who are simply addicted to vicious work for sense satisfaction and so suffer the consequences. Three, those who are materially very much advanced in knowledge, but who suffer because they do not have the sense to acknowledge the authority of the Almighty Lord. And four, the class of men who are known as atheists, and who therefore purposely hate the very name of God. Although they are always in difficulty, Sri Nataji advised Vyasadeva to describe the glories of the Lord just to do good to all eight classes of men, both good and bad. Srimad Bhagavatam is therefore not meant for any particular class of men or sect. It is for the sincere soul who actually wants his 
own welfare and peace of mind. Thus in the Bhaktivedanta purports of the first canto, fifth chapter, of the Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Narada's Instructions on Srimad Bhagavatam for Vyasadeva. I was born in the darkest of ignorance. My spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my most humble obeisances to my spiritual master. So, it's a really nice summation of chapter 5. But going back, just the uh, beginning of the shloka and its meaning and on to the purport, wouldn't it be really different instead of us hearing the daily broadcast of all of the nonsense going on in the world every single day, if you turn on the news, Pretty much, it's the same thing over and over again. The name changes, but the issues remain the same. And depending on what news station you have it on, generally you end up feeling that, especially if you do this the first thing in the morning, you feel like you probably shouldn't take that first step out the door because what's the point? Everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Um, crime is via, uh, it's increasing. The political system is... <laughs> it reminds you of a cartoon that Disney is rewriting over and over again. Uh, the economy rises up and down, as does the stock market, which is psychological. Um, the social interactions of individuals pretty much remains the same. But wouldn't it be nice if the first thing in the morning there was a broadcast about God and about knowing who he is, if not our purpose in finding out who he is, and then to go on and talk about all of the transcendental glories of the Lord. Now, when my day starts out like that, and I do try, it doesn't happen every day, but when I remember my guru, Srila Prabhupada, and Lord Krishna, and I put that in the forefront, it kind of steadies me on the day, and it gives me a perspective that there's something else better in the world that's going on than the illusory energy is showing us. So that would be a nice topic. That would be a really nice topic to really go into this year. We're already into the third month already. But how about us changing the film on our cameras and our minds 
because actually we're responsible for how our day goes from day to day, regardless of what everybody else is doing. Each and every one of us has to a degree the opportunity to change how our perspective is on the world. Now, never mind what this guy is saying next to us or this girl is saying, this lady is saying next to us about how everything is wrong and, and, and they're having problems and just total, total sadness. Nothing is going right in their world. But that's not your world. That's their world. We have an opportunity for those that have had the utmost spiritual opportunity to come into a temple of Krishna, of Iskan, of the International Society of Krishna Consciousness, Bonafide Temple, and you're given the opportunity to understand that each and every one of us has our own rasa or taste or relationship with the Lord. And it is not up to your friend, relative, or neighbor to show you how to live. The instructions are in the Vedic scriptures how to live, even before you get this material body. You will have the opportunity of knowing this is not your first material body. The material body is like that spaceship, that vessel that's carrying the soul that's lived eternally. You have an opportunity in this higher form of life as a human to rewrite or correct your previous life or to correct whatever it was that should have been corrected. Because we're not here by a mistake or by what is that? Uh, the Big Bang. We're not here by the Big Bang uh, technology or, or, or um, act. <laughs> I never understood that, but you've got very intelligent people that are willing to accept there was a Big Bang. And it's like, from where? What, what caused it? From where? But we have the actual knowledge of knowing that's not true. We've always existed. We have never not existed. And if we are here right now, chances are pretty good that we were in our original home, but we wanted to enjoy as the Lord enjoyed. So we got a little besides ourselves. And because the Lord is very loving, uh, the best ever loving father, mother, parent, lover anybody could have gave us exactly what we needed, which is this material world. It happens to be earth. There are other planets out there, but he situated us here in earth to play out our scenario so that we realize that our highest goal in life is to serve, to serve with love and devotion. And in all of my life, through all of the stages, 
I've come to realize that the only person that you could possibly love who will love you back and who will not flip the charts or flip the switch on you and change from day to day and always has your back and is always there and is ever so patient with you and loves you beyond any any imagination is the Lord. Krishna. <laughs> yes, Prabhu, Krishna. And when you understand that, how difficult is it to serve someone that loves you so much unconditionally? And furthermore, when we understand that, why wouldn't I want to serve someone that loves me that much? Because they're really not, they're not asking it for any, he's not asking for anything in return. It's just, this is the way it should be. You are my, whatever relationship you choose to have with the Lord, that is who you are to him. And once we understand that our purpose is to serve him, it's not in the matter of servitude that we read in the books and histories, like um, the, well, at some point everybody's been a slave to someone. But it's not that type of mentality where it's condescending. It's a condescending relationship. You serve me, and if I want to give you something, I will. Otherwise, you just serve me. Our relationship is to serve the Lord through the path of bhakti yoga or devotional service and staying on that path will come to realize how sweet it is to serve the Lord. I know I'm going off track, but bear with me for a moment because I'm having a moment here. It's our it's to our delight to be able to serve the Lord because the gifts, the boons that come because of that are more than we could hold in our hands, are overwhelming. There's a saying from the scriptures in Christianity that something to the effect that when you open up the doors, the blessings of the Lord will come out so much to the point that there will not be room enough to receive him. I am minimizing the statement, but I think you get the point that I'm making. The Lord wants to give us, chooses to give us love because that's the relationship that we are naturally in. All of us are looking for love in some form or another, but hopefully a lot of you don't have to get to this point in life where you realize the greatest love is the love between the Lord and his child, and we are all his children. It is the greatest love. But I digress. I'm supposed to stay on track of the scriptures. Okay. Um, anyway, how great it would be to wake up to a broadcast of hearing the transcendental glories of the Lord instead of the regular news that we hear every morning. Now, it goes on to discuss the four classes of men 
that acknowledge the authority of the Lord. And generally, they are in some type of difficulty. They are in need of money. They are very much advanced in knowledge. And they are very much inquisitive to know about God. Once they discover there's a God, who who is this? I mean, they're at a point in life where there's got to be more to this in life. Okay, so you mentioned this God, so what is it about him? So this individual comes to find out sincerely about God. These four are part are the group of good men that come. And I was thinking about an example, maybe up to date. It's always nice to give an up to date uh, sample or example of what's going on now as opposed to what was going on in the scriptures. Now, I could take the devotees that took shelter under Srila Prabhupada very easily. I could say that the majority of them were in some type of difficulty because at that time, in the 60s, there was a war raging. And then the 60s, even to those of us that were part of the 60s, it was a very upsetting time, um, especially with the men not knowing whether or not they were going to be drafted and going off to war. And because they were intellectual enough to know this didn't make sense because what was the purpose? Why were we there? And that's going to be um, a pro and a con. There are going to be people that say, yes, we should have been there. There are going to be people that said, no, we shouldn't have. But that's not the part I'm getting into. The point is there was a crisis in the world. And I'm sure some of them were in need of money. There were also those that were quite advanced in knowledge. Otherwise, how could they possibly understand that Srila Prabhupada was that rare, pure soul to follow? And because they were of that knowledge and advanced in it, they wanted to know more about him. Now, I simplified that to a great extent, but that's an example of all of the qualities of such good men. And that's how the uh, members of the GBC started out. Uh, the Governing Body Commission uh, the uh, disciples of Srila Prabhupada. But there are other situations in the scripture where you find men um, that are of good quality and they come to a point in life where they realize there's got to be more to it. And who comes to mind is Gorkashur uh, Das Babaji, um, one of the um, leaders in the um, Gaudiya Vaishnav line and he is so highly respected and elevated, he holds a place in our altar 
among the other Acharyas. Well, he lived a simple life. He married. Um, very normal life. But as he grew older in life, he began to realize, as most of us do, and we come to a point where we think, there has to be more to this than what I'm seeing or experiencing. And he was at that point, but he really took it seriously when his wife left her body. He began to search out for more knowledge of what else was out there, what was going on. And he discovered uh, the Gaudiya Vaishnav line. And Gaudiya is, I believe Gaudiya is a, a location um, in India, and Vaishnav is one that studies or takes to uh, the practice of Vishnu. And I probably got that wrong, so I'll correct it. Or, uh, let me go back. Because one does not want to be in this position and give you knowledge that is not correct because I am at fault for that. Let me get this again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is very important to get this right. Ah. ah. Okay, here we are. Yeah, Gaudiya does refer to uh, the Goda region in India. And the Vaishnav meaning is uh, from one that worships uh, the worship of Vishnu. And this was inspired by uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Anyway, getting back to Gaur Das Babaji, he would fall under the category of one of the good men, uh, one of the many good men in this time of Kali Yug. And I wanted to find another example of someone that we could relate to, but let's go on because time is going on, and I wanted to give an example of a person that fell under the category of bad men. We could think about some, but then it would be a political discussion or someone would call up and ask me, why did you discuss that? And and I would go on and on and justify, but it's not worth it. The point is, one of the, in Kali Yug, um, or in the time of the scriptures, there was one of many individuals that was actually very bad. And he resonates, his life resonates with me because of the child that he and his wife gave birth to, Prahlad, uh, Hiranyakasipu. Very intelligent individual, very intelligent king of a region, very wealthy, had everything one could possibly want. But the one thing that he wanted was he wanted to be recognized as the Lord. Not that he did not acknowledge the Lord. He knew the Lord existed. And he also knew the Lord had great fame. And he wanted to be like the Lord. The category of bad men, again, are 
those who are simply addicted to the mode of progressive work. And of course, because of that, they're going to be subjected to the miseries that accompany that mode, those modes of work. Those who are simply addicted to vicious work for sense satisfaction and so suffer the consequence. Those who are materially very much advanced in knowledge. Again, just to give you a brief idea that uh, Hiranyakasipu fell under the category of the class of men also who are known as atheists. And he really did hate the Lord. But the really crazy part about it is that was his mantra. He was always talking about the Lord and hating the Lord. And that which he focused his attention on was the Lord. Didn't realize it was his mantra. So he had a glorious death when he left his body. That's not something that we want to follow, but the point is we have to be very careful. Hare Krishna. We have to be very careful how and where we focus our energy. But the really main question here is where do each of us fall? Those that are here in the temple room, those that are listening on the air by phone, and those that will pick this up later across the world. Where exactly do you fit in this category as far as the classes of men? Most of us would much rather hear the glories of the Lord, hear about it every single day, understand and take instructions as to how one can come in the association of the Lord, and eventually how one can go back to the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Supreme Lord. That is what our goal should be. But as the scriptures go on, in chapter 6, the conversation becomes more in-depth with Narada and Vyasadeva. And this topic, this last text, also should make us think and ponder about where we are right now, this very moment in our lives. And then think even further about where do you want to be a year from now? Do you want to be in the same state of consciousness? Do you want to grow in knowledge of the Lord? And the thing is, we are supposed to be constantly changing every single day. Yesterday, you were this person. Today, you're supposed to be a better person than yesterday. The point is, we should be constantly growing in the knowledge of God consciousness because it covers every facet of life that we could ever imagine. From birth to living, to the deterioration of the body, to the death of the body, and on to, if it's another body, then that's where we're going. Otherwise, if we're fortunate enough, that next step after leaving the body would be going back to Godhead. But our goal shouldn't be so much going back to Godhead. Our goal should really be serving 
in the best possible capacity that we can right now in this moment. And just looking around the temple room, I am certain, without a doubt, every single one of us has an idea of what you should be doing. You may be doing it, or you may be thinking about doing it. But if you take nothing away from this class, then I've done something wrong. If you take anything from this class, take the knowledge and understanding that there are, again, four types of good men or women that come to Krishna consciousness, that come to God, and there are four types of bad men or women that come to the Lord. And again, where do you fit in? The description, again, of the class of good men or women is that they acknowledge the authority of the Almighty God. When they are in difficulty, when they are in money, when they are in need of money, when they are advanced in knowledge, and when they are inquisitive to know more and more about God, intuitively taking shelter of the Lord. So hopefully each of you fit into one of those categories. However, the Lord is so loving, he gives you an opportunity to fit anywhere you want. There is the group of bad men or women that make up the world or that make up the people that are part of this universe. And there are people that are simply addicted to the mode of progressive work and thus are subjected to the accompanying miseries. Now, they're not people that are not intelligent. They realize that what they're doing is not necessarily the best that they could be doing, not the smartest move they could make, but they do it anyway because that happens to be their desire. The second, and, and of course, when you're doing this, we should never wonder, why is this happening? Look at your lives. What are you doing? We create our scenarios. We create our lives, our personal movies. We can't look around at a certain point in life. You can't look around and, and think someone else is responsible for whatever it is that's going on. Ultimately, there are various types of things that will happen, miseries, and there are adibutika, um, things that other people do to us, adiyatma, things that we cause ourselves, and adideva, things that happen uh, according to providence, or things that happen according to the demigods. Whatever situation we fit into, it is not a hopeless one. We always have the ability, to an extent, to control how we live, how satisfied we are in that process of living, and exactly what the end result of that's going to be. 
Now that was simplifying things a lot, but the point is, wherever you are in life right now at this moment, you have an opportunity to either stay on the path of bhakti yoga, you have an opportunity to not choose the path of bhakti yoga, and of course, have the accompanying miseries that follow. Our greatest thought, desire, thing in life is actually to establish again the relationship with the Lord. He has our best interest at heart. He always had. He always will. And if we just get beyond that idea, that concept of serving, because we get stuck with that. The way it's described in this world now, you're, you're being, someone else is being uh, um, in a position of, a higher position and you're in a lower position and there's some service that's taking place. And we don't like that. That's not the relationship we have with the Lord. There's reciprocation. If you're going to serve someone, serve the Lord. Serve Lord Krishna because he loves you. Because we have always been a part of the Lord. He's always been a part of us and he's always had our best interest in mind. And this world is not our world. We don't belong here. We've just gotten a little egotistical and decided to play Lord. And it really is a lot of responsibility to try to be God-like. Not that I've ever tried it, but why would you? Everything that we could possibly need and want and desire comes from the Lord. Even if you're not desiring it, happiness and distress come. Neither one stays permanently in this material world, but they come nonetheless. But the point is, our natural state is the state of love and of happiness, but in the association of realized souls. And those realized souls fall under the category of devotees of the Lord. Again, text 40, chapter 1, chapter 5, canto 1, ending, translation is, Please therefore describe the Almighty Lord's activities, which you have learned from vast knowledge of the Vedas. This is a conversation to Narada. Activities which you have learned by your vast knowledge of the Vedas, for that will satisfy the hankerings of great learned men and at the same time mitigate the miseries of the masses of common people who are always suffering from material pangs. And this one line is one that we should never forget and always remember. Indeed, there is no other way. There is absolutely no other way 
to get out of such miseries in life. So I'll end at this point. Um, does anyone have any comments or questions that you want to add? Yes, Prabhu, please introduce yourself again because I've seen you before. The mic should be, it should be behind you. Not there? Uh, let's see. I hate it when they move the mic. Not near the front of the altar. Check near the, uh, check this end also. Check this end. Otherwise, you can take this mic and we can hear what you want to ask. No? That's okay. I'll tell you what, if you go ahead and I'll repeat it or you can speak it here. Go ahead. Um, hi, I'm Arnold. Arnold. Yes, Arnold. Hare Krishna. Uh, I'm from Chile and yeah, I've been here before. Yes, you have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting what you were saying about the uh, TV and the people today mm-hmm. and what all is going on. Actually, I, I'm going to get the Yeah, I know that's good. I was just reading here in the Bhagavad Gita about, um, I like to study a lot about all of this and the, um, the senses yes. and, uh, um, the conscious. And that's why I love, uh, Krishna conscious because it's really amazing. I mean, well, the thing is, um, people today wake up and you, when you wake up here, when you come here, you, smell the flowers, hear the sounds, and repeat the mantras. So you wake up, literally. You wake up your yes. soul and your, you not just your eyes. So that's a different wake up you're doing here in the mornings. Sure. So that wake up, the people don't have it. The people don't have the, those kind of wake up in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And you accumulate those wake up and during the years, and then is where your conscious is getting better, and it's kind of accumulate all of this knowledge of conscious, and then you start living like that kind of conscious, and then you realize the things around you. Yes. But the thing is, um, has to be with this too, and the TV is, I was just reading, it's, it's, it's good. So said that, oh, it's in Spanish. I'm gonna need to translate it. Uh, so who, who worked with devotion is a soul, is a pure soul, and control the mind and the senses of of the the one who love you love, mm-hmm. and everyone is loving loving for them and for him, mm-hmm. and even if that people person work never kind uh, of cross his mind, cross his mind or get confused. So what I meant with this, for me, what it means, um, today, for example, what I believe is when you grow up and you get very conscious too, it has to be with this, with the senses, Mm -hmm. to have control about your senses. So when you don't have control about your senses, you're not available to get conscious. So TV cut your conscious and your senses. Because your, t- your, your, the TV is literally attra- uh, attracting your eyes. And they are putting senses through your eyes. And you're putting five senses through just one sense. Mm. And you are satisfying yourself 
yeah, the, from the TV. So what you're doing with your hands, your smell, your ear, everything, it, they just cut it. Mm-hmm. So you're living and learning through the TV without senses. So the conscious about learning through TV or being here is totally different because it's an experience of life that changes the conscious and makes it live better every day. Very well said. And uh, when I learned that, it's because I have three people, uh, very close people around me, that um, one of them is, uh, is, is my family. My family is really the opposite way I am. I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. I don't eat meat. I don't listen to any kind of music. I just Krishna and all of that. So um, when I speak with them, they always have problems and things like that. They're in Chile. Mm-hmm. So they're always watching TV. They're always with the problems, with this corona and with the, I don't know, the things over there, here and there. The problem exists always. It's a, it's a cycle. Always gonna happen and always gonna end and always wanna start a new yes. thing. It's gonna finish yes. and end finish. It's just depending how obsessed are you gonna be and what kind of cycle are you gonna be. Sure. But, um, they're always in this situation of stress because they never go out of this. They're always inside of this. I'm trying to explain something to them, trying to, you know, you can do this. You can wake up in the morning. Do you have flowers in your house? No, I don't have it. Well, you wake up and smell something. I don't know. Do something like little by little. So, but they always have this, but, but, I, but, but. It's like, okay. Always some excuse. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I love my family. It's my family. I cannot say anything else. Yeah. But, you know, you have to love those kind of people too. They're not bad. It's just, they, it's different conscious. And then I have another person that is totally materialist. He's a millionaire, mm-hmm. and he works, and he is, he knows about these kind of things. But uh, and he works for love, for of um, a religion, yes. but never kind of realize that um, this is. You have to really. Feel it. You have to really be conscious of everything about it, and not just work it because I'm just gonna work it because I love the work. It's good. You're working because you love it, but at the same time you're working not because because you love you and because you love the money, oh. and they don't realize that kind of things. Oh. That finally, okay, you're working because you love it, but you're loving because you love the money and because you're receiving and you can give. But at the same time, you love the money. And they don't realize that because you can see it because you're from outside. Mm-hmm. And that's good. They're happy, sometimes not. And that not means that. Mm-hmm. That they not, cannot see that escape from yeah. that, from that ci- cycle again. Yes. And then I have this third person that is very close to me too. And this person is, uh, is a really pure soul. Mm-hmm. It's amazing and everything. But in, this person always asking me, why are you always into all of this, asking you why, and going deep and learning about this, and, and because I know all this. So when, and I explain, when, when you start knowing about all of this, you cannot go back. Because it's like, I mean, how can you if, if you already have the knowledge? And, and you it's impossible. Yeah, exactly. So much better. And you, in your position, the best thing that you could possibly do is be an example. 
Yeah. Some see what you're going through. Some may understand it a little bit, but if they're not responding or they're not able to respond, you are the best example. Be an example to them, yeah. and that's your service. Yeah. What I try to do is just put some kind of seed, some kind of question, or just like the question. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a it's a seed about in, in the conscious about my act about things because mm-hmm. even if with all of these examples that I give you, all of these persons are close to me, and usually that happens to a lot of people. And even if these people are not good for what you think, mm-hmm. you can be good and you can maybe change the way they because they're they're looking to you and you you can, you are the example. Yes. So when they feel bad and you're not and you're having the same experience of them supposedly, they're gonna say, hey, why you're not sad? For example, now with all of this situation and thing like that, I'm not worried about anything. I mean, it's just, just, just be careful and just be happy. That's, that, that's amazing because there are people that are um, that are uh, following uh, this concept, uh, this religion, this thought process, and some do not get what you just said because that's the essence of it. Yes, there are going to be people that we're associated with, that we love, that we're very close to, and yes, they are connected with that one-eyed monster, the television set, and it does take everything away from you if you are consistently in front of it. It does your thinking for you. It gives you whatever sensations you may need. It just clouds the mind with whatever thought concept is coming from there. And some people are very happy with it, and that's the furthest that they can go. But when they see someone like you and you're not doing it, they may not do anything immediately, but you have their attention because you don't seem to be suffering the way they're suffering. All of the the, the groups of the people that you mentioned, they're watching you and... You understand that sometimes to start a tremendous fire, all you need is one flame. We can be that one flame. Plant the seed. Plant the thought. Um, for those that are listening, share with them. If not, it's nothing that we have to force down anyone's throat. Just lead by example, and they'll see. You're not getting totally upset about, yes, there are going to be viruses, there, the, Ebola. What? What was the other vibe? There, there's going to be something going on constantly, but it does not. It does not define your life. There is something beyond it, and according to your faith, you can be affected by it, or you may not be affected by it. If that is what's supposed to happen, but sometimes the way things things come to you, it's like okay, this is going to be a part of you no matter what, and you better be afraid of it. And we walk around afraid to do anything or afraid to take the next step. And then you've got people that are very enlightened. Um, They are in the mode of goodness. Um, Well, yeah, in a certain mode of goodness. And they're understanding to a degree the concept of God or religion, but they're getting something out of it instead. It's it's a, it's it's a business transaction, and the relationship that we have 
with the Lord is not a business transaction. Any relationship that you have with someone you love should not be based on, you give me this, I'll give you that. Our love, Krishna's love with us is Krishna's love with us. No matter what we do, we're forgiven. He gives us many, many opportunities to get things right. And on our end, we can try to be patient with people. We can try to be patient with people that are not progressing the way we would think. But, you know, everybody has their own path that they're supposed to take. Everyone has an opportunity to have the knowledge that you have made available to yourself. For some, well, not for some reason, you've had some previous credits from another life. And you've taken to this God consciousness or Krishna consciousness a little bit easier than anybody that you know. Relish that, take advantage of it, and if you can help someone else, if we can just help one other person, then you have affected someone's life, and that's successful. I think there's somewhere in the scriptures uh, where Srila Prabhupada says, at least one person have an impact on it, because it'll have that domino effect, and they'll affect someone, and even if a portion of the world is affected by Krishna consciousness, it will have an impact on the world. Even if everybody isn't, if some are, it will still change the impact that we have on the world. So we have to be in the mood of knowing what we will allow to get our attention or govern our mind and in order for us to stay focused, I don't know if you've taken, uh, are you in, have you taken a, a guru yet? Have you taken initiation? That's okay. It's on the path. It's on the path. It's something that should be done. Um, it is something that should be done. But stay on the path. Continue. Reading, do you chant? You do chant on Japa? Ah, excellent. Continue. Chanting, reading. And watch the association. Obviously, you're doing that. Watch the association of people that are around you because they impact you. You know, like, what is that saying? You are what you eat. You are who you associate with. And whenever you have an opportunity, not thinking of me, but whenever you have an opportunity, listen to a realized soul, someone that has a bit more knowledge about Krishna consciousness than the average person. I'm not saying that I am, but I'm doing my best. But take the opportunity to hear from sannyasis, to hear, and make that your process of getting connected to Krishna. Because it is, it's a scientific process that works. It's a perfect scientific process. And if you could stay on this path and let it be you for the rest of your life, there's a very good possibility that you will be sharing an audience with Krishna sometime in the very distant future. Well, who knows? Could be sooner than that. But yeah, it, it's good that you're understanding. But don't stop. Continue reading. What books are you reading? Oh, just the Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita is perfect. I read it the first time, went completely over my head. It's like, what? what is this? 
but because we, by nature, like to read and we're curious, it's important, as I was saying, you know, about reading the scriptures today, if someone didn't get it, go back over and read it. None of us are so perfect that every single time we pick up a book and explain it to someone, they're going to understand it. If they do, that's Christian's mercy. But the point is, continue doing what you're doing, no matter what everybody else is doing. My logic is, especially with devotees, if their people are going this direction and the devotees are going the other direction, follow the devotees. You sound like you're on the right, you're on a good path. You sound like you're on the right path. And again, it's very nice to, is, how many times have you been to our temple? <laughs> well, heck, you're part, you're a member then. But it's very, I'm, I'm very glad that you brought up that topic. Very thorough. Very good points. I want to say something. Yes, Prabhu. I want to say something else about, you, you talk about child to that we are child about that and that's something that is uh, very difficult to learn and it's a process because people say you're growing I mean you burn and you burn and then you're growing up but then you have to learn how to be a child again uh-huh. that's a process I, that I've been learning to be a child again about learning and to listen so it's an inverse process where you are growing in genetic, I mean, in biologically, but your soul needs to be reborn. You need to be, again, a child to understand everything and then reborn, and then you reborn with another conscious. Mm. And it's what happened, too, with the books. In the books, what you were saying, everyone has a different um, explanation or perspective. And it's one of the big examples I like always to give about a, a page of a book. Mm-hmm. I can read it, you can read it, or someone can read it. And depending on what process are you having in your life is how you're going to interpret it. Yes. So that is has to be with some kind of influence. You're reading the book with, with the influence of your life. But when you are pure and you are doing everything from zero and from the conscious of Krishna, you are reading the Yes. The, what it is. Yes. Exactly. So you don't have any interpretation from anyone. And perspective is just a perspective of Krishna, mm-hmm. what it is. So different person can get it whatever they want it, but it's always a good perspe- perception. Yes, I'm glad you said that as it is, because that what you're reading, Bhagavad Gita, as it is, no other explanation needs to be given. This is it. This is the conversation that Krishna's having with Arjuna. This is it. No one needs to change it. You have to understand. And that's why a teacher is necessary. That is why a guru is necessary. Because, as you said, many people could read the same page. And depending on their experiences, they're going to have a different interpretation. Well, even when we read and then we hear from a realized soul, we'll get an understanding, but then it will relate personally to us, but we won't lose the essence of the understanding. Does that make sense? That's the way it's supposed to be. That's why it is very important where you take your knowledge, um, how you take your knowledge, and how you maintain it. 
always put Krishna, wherever you are, in the center of your life. Follow those practices, and I believe you're going to be okay. As a matter of fact, I'm sure you're going to be okay. Just don't change your thing in what you're doing. But very nice conversation. Thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. Thank you. And your name again? Arno. Arno, thank you so much. So we're going to end at this point, the um, Srimad Bhagavatam. We've ended Chapter 5 of Canto 1. And the next topic will be the conversation between Narada and Vyasadeva. So, Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Gaur Pramananda. Ah, Vaishnav Kijai. Haribo. Hare Krishna. <laughs>